What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's July 9, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 43. In this episode, I'll be talking about why you should be going for walks every single day and what you can do to prepare yourself for when the gyms inevitably open. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. First things first, the hockey season is over, and your Tampa Bay Lightning are the 2021 Stanley Cup champions. They're now back-to-back champions in the two COVID seasons. They won the series versus Montreal this week. I think it was Wednesday. They won the series 4-1. to They ended up winning at home, which is always great to see, them celebrating in front of fans. The series wasn't all that close, honestly. Tampa Bay just had so much firepower and Montreal just couldn't keep up. Which seemed obvious before the series even started. I'm glad they won because now we won't have to hear a whole summer about how Montreal was the biggest underdogs to win the cup in recent history or whatever the media is going to say. Or how it was such a Cinderella story for them to win. So I guess we'll talk about hockey again in September or October again, whenever the new season starts up. And basketball, the finals just started. They've played a few games now. It's the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And who would have predicted that one before the season started? Well, the Suns had home court advantage and they've won the first two games. So they're up in the best of seven series. They're up two to nothing. Just two wins to go for Devin Booker, Ayton, and Chris Paul. The only person in this series to even have finals experience is Jay Crowder, who has like six games experience or something. Nobody else playing in these finals has even been there before, but that's made it actually pretty exciting for the first two games. I actually really enjoyed the first few games of the series, and the crowd was definitely missing in last year's playoffs. Giannis has actually been playing pretty well for Milwaukee, though, despite the injury. Through two games, his running and dunking ability is working so far. But the guards for Phoenix have just been dominating so far, like I said. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are just having their way with the Bucks out there, so it'll be interesting to see if Milwaukee can crawl back into the series over the next week. But they're going to need to make some kind of adjustment when it comes to stopping those two. And Aiton, who didn't have a great game too, but he's still capable of putting up huge numbers too, like he did in the first game. So I'm assuming that by next week's podcast, we'll be crowning Phoenix as the 2021 NBA champs. The chances are already pretty slim that the Bucks will come back from a 2-0 series deficit. So on to some gaming news. 
Uh, Nintendo finally announced a new Nintendo Switch, which is actually not as much of an upgrade as I thought it would be. So it comes in this new white color, but that classic blue and red one is still around. This new Switch also has a larger 7-inch OLED display. The old one was just, uh, I believe, 6.2 inches, and that was just LCD. The newer one is still only 720p in handheld, so that wasn't improved. The audio of this new model will be a little bit better. The dock has a LAN port. It has 64 gigabytes of internal memory, and the stand is better this time around, and not just a small dinky thing like the original one was. So this one will be coming out on October 8th this year, but I was really hoping for something more like at least a 1080p display for handheld or a bit faster processor, but I'm sure that could have messed up games or something, so I guess it makes sense that they're saving the bigger upgrade for the real next-gen Switch. And COVID numbers for this week, while the 7 day average is just around 200 cases, so this time next week could be like 150 or so with the 7 day average. And we're also at less than a 1% positive test rate, hospitalizations and deaths were down as well. I mean, why are the gyms still closed with less than 200 cases of COVID out there? I mean, ugh. Honestly, I won't complain too much unless they really don't move into stage 3 on July 21st after hearing these case numbers and the fact that over 85% of people have one dose and I think over 50% of Ontarians now have both doses. Like, we hit those government goals with those numbers so they better be opening the gyms in less than two weeks. And if you haven't gotten vaccinated or you're still anti-vax, then it doesn't really make sense anymore. I think it was the CDC who said that 99% of deaths that are related to COVID now are unvaccinated people. <laughs> and I mentioned before that there's a gym that's still open in Mississauga, but I guess there was another gym in Oakville that was open too, and they had their own problems. Apparently, the gym stayed open even though gyms are supposed to be closed because the owner said that they require a note from a professional saying that they require physical exercise in the gym. So this gym, Muscle HQ, has managed to skirt around the law because of this requirement or so-called medical exemption or something, but they finally had to close down because of a COVID-19 Delta variant outbreak. And officials confirmed 15 cases, I think, associated with the gym. And that was on June 28th. The thing is, uh, they were ordered to close until July 13, So, technically they could and probably will open even before Stage 3 takes effect. Other than that, I didn't really write down any other notes on what interesting news happened this week. My workouts went as planned, which is great. I'm pretty much maxed out on doing my home workouts now, and I don't really plan on buying new weights, so I've been spending a lot of time at home working out, doing mobility or yoga or walking or skipping rope, basically whatever I can to just make the time go faster. I just can't wait to get back into the gym again and really test my shoulder. But I think it'll be okay as long as I just ease into it and listen to my body, which is kind of what I went over in last week's episode. Man, I just want to get back to benching again. I want to see how far I can push my bench in the next few months. 
I got it from 225 to 305 in a few months, so if I can get right back to that 305 or even to that 275 range in a few weeks, then it should be a really good sign for me. Honestly though, legs are going to be a major focus when I get back to the gym. Trust me when I say you can get a great leg workout at home with lunges and Bulgarian split squats and one-legged deadlift movements. But in the end, nothing is going to compare to heavy squats and deadlifts and just nothing gets you more excited or builds more muscle than just lifting some heavy weight. Properly, of course. But yeah, legs has to also be a major focus this year, especially when it comes to growing my overall physique. Like, I seriously need to bring up the calves over the next few years, so I have to be making that a focus, along with all of my other weak body parts. That's why I'm really excited about the gyms opening back up again, because I'm not going to take that training for granted anymore, so hopefully the plan I draw up, draw up, will do good or do me well in the long run. Question 1. What's the benefit of walking every day? Finally, it's consistently hot outside most of the time, sometimes almost too hot, and I've incorporated this one back into my life over the past two or three months now since I've been back in Canada. Getting fresh air is great, as opposed to just sitting in the house all day under artificial lights. Getting outside, breathing in the air, getting natural sunlight is great. I already mentioned how that increases your intake of vitamin D way back in episode 21. So walking is especially great now because it's been over a year of us in these COVID-19 restrictions and that means being stuck at home and if you were stuck at home during the winter plus the lockdown then this is going to be even more beneficial for you. If you're sitting and lying down all day you've probably just made your posture worse for the past few months now whether you know it or not and unless you were actively doing um activities or movements to fight those issues then getting up and stretching out your body even just for a few minutes a day will only create positive effects on your body and when i mean get up and stretch that could just mean going for walks and having the body stand up and move around to actually use and activate those muscles that are resting while you're spending time in your chair or your bed now for some people they'll say that time is going to be a factor I can't put away an hour or even a half hour a day just to walk. It seems pointless. If that sounds like you, then you might have to come up with a new strategy. Try something like breaking it up in three 10-minute intervals. Or if you really don't have time, do you have five minutes? Do that five or six times a day, maybe even only twice a day to start. You just gotta start somewhere. Don't tell me that you're so busy that you don't even have 5 minutes to spare because I don't think there's any billionaires listening to this podcast. So whatever you're doing, it's probably not that important to the point where you can't spare 5 minutes. Doing something like walking is something that's so simple and could improve your life in so many ways. It's a good way to get your step count up. I don't mean you have to do 20,000 steps every single day. For some reason, when people want to get into shape, they just automatically think doing the most intense workout that they can find online is going to be the best way or the quickest way to do it. Or going on a crazy hike where they go up these huge mountains once a week is going to get them in shape. 
And that could help, but that's just one day of the week. If you're doing a hike up a hill or whatever once a week, and the rest of the week is just you working at home so you're getting less than 3,000 steps a day, then chances are you're still probably going to be out of shape because the majority of the time, regardless of how intense that one workout or hike is, the majority of the time you're not doing enough and you're just simply not moving. And this is especially true if you're already out of shape. These are probably the same people who believe that one meal is going to prove that you're healthy or unhealthy. What are you doing or what are you eating for the other 23 hours of the day? So walking is great for increasing your step count, and that's why walking will help you when it comes to reducing body fat. That's because, again, you're actually moving. If the alternative here is just you at home, on the couch or in bed or in your computer chair or whatever, then walking is going to impact your health significantly in a positive way. And the thing is, you don't even have to walk around the block if you don't want to. Or maybe if it's raining outside. Just walking inside the house or in your little area is going to benefit you as opposed to sitting and lying down all day. If you're moving, you're burning more calories than you would be if you were just sitting doing nothing. So that's why walking is something so simple and something so basic that you can do in order to achieve your body goals or health goals. Sitting less and just doing something active is going to be the key to staying in shape and looking younger. This is where walking has its place. The Ontario lockdown is slowly starting to come to an end. We're now in stage 2 of the reopening, and that means gyms are still closed, but the malls are more open with more capacity, the aisles are open at Costco, and there's no lineup to get in most of the time. But you can now join some outdoor fitness classes, which is great. That's a part of the government stage 2 plan or whatever. But if you're still living in your own little bubble right now, before everything really does get back to normal or to pre-pandemic levels then walking is going to help you stay in shape or get in shape. This is true regardless of if there was a pandemic or not, to be honest, because there's so many benefits when it comes to walking. So again, some benefits when it comes to walking are things like increasing your cardiovascular fitness, you'll be strengthening bones, walking reduces body fat and boosts endurance, it can also reduce your chance for heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, the list goes on and on. The bottom line is that it's beneficial when it comes to bettering your health in almost every single way you can think of. If you really are pressed for time and maybe you don't feel like walking, if you really want to just get some cardio and movement in, then skipping rope would be a great one to do. Now, if you're not used to jumping around and if you're a bit overweight, this one might not be viable for you because of the impact that uh, jumping around may have on your joints. But again, that's why walking is good because it really can be for anyone. But if you're pressed for time, like I said, then skipping rope could be a good habit to get into. Even if you don't have a skipping rope, you can just imagine that you're swinging one to get into the groove and get that tempo down. And that way you're moving your whole body if you're jumping and also moving your arms just that tiny bit. Again, that's a lot more movement than just sitting in front of your computer and just using your fingers to type on a keyboard or whatever you've been doing during your work from home adventures.
And I've talked about the physical benefits of walking so far, but walking will also benefit you mentally. I have a few clients, and this could be true for a lot of other people out there, that their walks or going for walks helps calm them down, calms their mind. It gives you some time to just walk and not think about whatever other stressors are around you, like your kids, or if your work is just constantly telling you to do things. At the end of the day, most things can wait 5 minutes or maybe 20 minutes without things going off the rails. You don't have to look and reply to every single phone notification <laughs> instantly. Do something that'll benefit yourself, because that's the most important person that you should be worrying about. So going for walks could give you some of that mental clarity or mental well-being, and could increase your mood. And walking could even be more beneficial than running for the majority of people. I'm thinking about 90% of people would, probably even more than 90, but I'm thinking about more than 90% of people would benefit more from walking than actually running. Now, yes, running could burn about double the calories, but your risk for injury when it comes to running is going to be a lot higher, especially if you haven't ran since high school or maybe even elementary school, which could have been just 10 years ago, or maybe even 30 or 40 years ago, depends on who I'm talking to. If you haven't been practicing running, and you just go straight into running because you think it's the fastest way to lose weight, then chances are you're likely going to run into some injury problems because you haven't been doing that movement all these years, and running is actually a skill that you have to actually practice to do properly. So put on some podcasts while you're walking, maybe you'll learn something new, or maybe you'll find a podcast that makes you laugh, and basically find anything to just enjoy that time, and enjoy that time of the day where you just get to be away and not be in your thoughts or stressing out over whatever needs to happen, or whatever chores you need to do around the house. Maybe that means playing music in your earphones. Find whatever works for you in terms of getting through those 5 or 10 minutes of walking. And that could end up being longer walks over time as you start to get into a good and positive habit. So if you're not walking every single day, then spend 5 minutes today just walking around. Anywhere. Walk in a circle for all I care. If you want an easy way to stay in shape or lose weight, then just getting up and moving is going to be a great place to start. And that's because anyone can do it. And who knows, somewhere down the line, that could mean you start to realize those positive benefits and those impacts it has on your body and your mind. And maybe that'll branch out into uh, some other activity where you're moving and could get the ball rolling in terms of fitness and things that'll help your overall health and well-being. Question 2. Gyms are opening soon in my area. What can you do to prepare yourself to be ready on day one? So this one's going to be hard to specifically target because it depends on how experienced you are and what exactly you've been doing with however much time off from the gym that you've had. That being said, if the gym is opening a few weeks from now, which is a situation that I'm in and most of my clients are in, specifically the client that asked me this question, or maybe they're opening a month from now, the gyms, um, then you need to find a way to start working out or resistance training again. 
But before you do get into resistance training though, it would be a good idea to do a few days of mobility training. If you haven't been moving much, going right into resistance training or working out with weights in the gym or at home, that could actually be a big shock to your body. So do something like mobility drills or stretching routines or even something else low intensity like yoga or something. I already talked about how yoga is strength building as well because of the calisthenics aspect, which is where you're using your own body weight and resistance. And yoga even combines some mobility drills in there depending on the routine you're choosing. Because these other options are less intensity or less intense, this is going to be especially useful for you if you haven't been moving much because that's a way you can slowly ease yourself and get your body prepared for doing high-intensity movements like resistance training or working out. So things like yoga or mobility drills will help prepare your body to get into that working out mood again, and it'll prepare you mentally as well. So after that, after a few days or maybe even weeks of mobility drills or light intensity movements, something to just give your body a signal like, hey, we're being active and we need to actually utilize and build these muscles, then it would be a good idea to slowly get into resistance training, even if you have no equipment at home. If you do have equipment at home, it would be a good idea to practice those movements that you do in the gym, even if you don't have near the amount of weight that's available um, compared to whatever you do at the gym. That could mean variations of things like deadlifts, squats, bench press, and something overhead with the shoulders, and probably some rows too. If you're a bit more advanced, even find something to do pull-ups on every now and then. They have those $30 pull-up bars that you can put over the door at home. Or just go to your local playground and do some pull-ups on whatever bars or maybe monkey bars they have. Just figure out a way to do those compound movements because they work a lot of your muscles. And if you're practicing those movements, then that'll set you up for the gym where maybe you're planning on ramping up your training. If you don't have equipment and you're capable of using your own body weight as resistance, like calisthenics, then that could be a good place to start. If even something like that is too difficult, again, just moving and familiarizing yourself with some of those movements you're going to do will be great for practice. Like, if you can't do a squat, then do box squats, or lunges where you're holding on to something. Even something like that could help you and benefit you when you do prepare to step into that gym again. If you just go into the gym without prepping your body first, mentally you might be thinking, when the gym's open, I'm going to go every day, I'm going to work myself so hard, I'm going to sweat like crazy. If that's your mentality on day one, trust me, that doms you're going to get, that muscle soreness you'll have for a day or two or maybe even three, especially if you just show up on day one and go as hard as you can. If you haven't been doing anything for the past two few months, then that could lead into thoughts like, oh my god, why did I do this to myself? There's no benefits. I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead. And that's why preparing your body and preparing your mind is going to be beneficial when it comes to training. Now, when you do actually get into the gym, it's still smart to ease into the whole gym process life again. 
So honestly, mobility drills and practicing the movements that you're going to do in the gym is going to be beneficial during this time because that'll prepare you for when you do have gym access. So again, if you haven't started, then start your mobility drills now. Start walking now. Get that cardio up. And that's going to ensure that you'll be ready for when the gyms do open. And I'll dive into this specific topic more over the next few weeks as well, since I'm in a similar situation where I'll have gym access real soon. And I just got word that Ontario will be moving into stage 3 next Friday, July 16th. So the gyms will be open a week from now, which is just going to be awesome. And that concludes episode 43 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.